Hey, welcome back to Amen, Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. And, you know, I'm in a I'm in a positive mood today. We have been picking apart and shutting down and drinking the tears of liberal Christians <laughs> all week long. So today I want to talk about some things that they get right. And while I don't want you to be a progressive Christian, because that means you're not a Christian at all, there are some good things uh, that we can pick up from them along the way. See, I try to find the, the silver lining. I try to find the bright side. That's what we're going to try to do. Thanks for listening. It's Pastor Ben here. Uh, if you ever need anything from me, by the way, amenben.com. Uh, you can get up with me in all the different ways, all the different ways to podcast me, uh, leave a message, send an email, all that stuff. I love hearing from y'all. And apparently I'm a big deal in Washington State, right? Little old, little old North Carolina boy, hit it big. Because now I've got listeners spread across the country. Now I can officially say that I am a nationwide, maybe even worldwide. I kind of figure out if there's any international listeners that I could say worldwide podcast host. Is that too much for my ego? Probably so. That's probably why God is keeping me humble about it. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it so much. I want to end off this week of of podcasts trying to be positive about it Uh, progressive christianity is dangerous make no mistake about it what they believe what is now being pushed into churches and and presented with a cross in the background uh and a you know and jesus name floating around the air is very much not not christian right if you ever find yourself in a situation where people refuse to say jesus is god oh we like to talk about him as a good teacher that's not what gets you saved if if they don't like to talk about the atonement, how Jesus's blood on the cross was spilled so that you could uh, be made right with God, that's not Christianity. That's an essential part of Christianity right there, the atonement, uh, God's sacrifice of his son, even though it's an uncomfortable thing to think about. Um, some of these essential tenets of Christianity, you got to make sure that you know your stuff. That's why you read your Bible. That's why you listen to enlightening podcasts like said podcast. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but there are some things I've noticed because I've, I've been during the week, it's been kind of weird for me. I mentioned yesterday, I've been working on the other side of the aisle, the other side of the coin and been uh, building my case against what's known as, uh, as uh, Christian nationalism and this, this kind of idolatry that goes within. Um, but I've been looking at, so it, it brought to attention some things that, you know, progressive Christians actually get right. And so at least let's take advantage of what they, you know, t- take, take some notes here uh, and make sure that we're doing these things too. Uh, for instance, progressive churches and progressive Christians have uh, done, what, while they're not necessarily more integrated and diverse, I've noticed. They're still just, you know, uh, depending on the church you're in, they're still either a black church or a white church. Uh, you know, s- Sunday at 11 a.m. is still the most segregated hour in our country, and that's sad. Um, but uh, progressive churches, uh, while you might not agree with the the methods or the, the solutions, they have a heart for racial injustice, Right? They don't disregard the cries of uh, our brothers and sisters of color uh, around this country. And I've seen far too many times the other side of the aisle, um, and, and 
just kind of pretend that it doesn't exist. And I get it that there are some amplifications, some exaggerations, um, some some accusations that aren't true. But we have for for decades, uh, and if not centuries, have been kind of painstakingly moving in the right direction racially. And this should have been handled a long time ago because believers should have taken a stand before now. Romans 10, 12 says, there's no distinction between races for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. We should be treating every human being, uh, whether they are uh, you know, this, uh, the same race as us, the same tribe and, and nationality or, or, or ethnic background, uh, sexual orientation, uh, even though we, we don't necessarily need to tolerate their sin and, and co-sign their sin, they need to be treated with dignity. And so, you know, I think the progressive Christians do a pretty good job of uh, at least fighting for the rights of uh, other races that are not their own. And we got to do better about that. That's a Christian thing to do. That's not a left-wing thing or a right-wing thing. That's a Christian thing. Uh, same for uh, covering and meeting the needs of those in poverty, right? All throughout the Bible, it's clear that Jesus is close to those and God you know, draws himself towards those that are poor and powerless and needy. Uh, Proverbs 31.9 tells us uh, without you know, question, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Now, we can squabble all day about what exactly that means. For instance, uh, it's, it's very frustrating to me. Uh, we've been uh, doing this thing called Love Chatham. If you don't know, uh, chathamhomeless.org is the website for a new uh, nonprofit that uh, our church and some other churches are involved in uh, trying to tackle hunger and homelessness in Chatham County in this part of North Carolina. And uh, there has been multiple times where I'm sharing the stories of, of people that we've been helping. And it seems like the the conservative Christians, they jump to, well, what did they do to get there in the first place? And I don't want you know, I saw that person out there with a the sign. I ain't got time to mess with them. But what you'll find out, because I get it, there's been abuse in the past, and and not everybody deserves, or not everybody, I guess, um, is has got the right motivation and is actually needy. They might just be con men. But man, until you get down into the, and roll your sleeves up and get to know them, you'll never You'll never understand which ones truly need help. And and Jesus didn't equivocate there. He says, help the needy. When the, when the apostles were, were starting the church and talking about what type of things they needed to teach, one of the things that they made sure, they said, let's just make sure that we continue. I agree with what you're teaching. Just make sure you, you help the poor. And so we've got to do better about that. Does that mean that we're going to have to weed through and sift through some people that don't deserve it and are trying to pull one over on us? Yes, absolutely. We're going to have to, but you know what? It takes work and effort and getting to know someone that's down in those situations for you to be able to set good boundaries and help them in a way that's going to holistically heal them. Uh, and then, you know, one other thing before we get out of here, one other thing that, uh, that seems to be done well and spoken to well by progressive Christians is uh, immigration, right? Which I know is like a political thing. But it's kind of tied to racism a little bit uh, in the fact that um, sometimes we think that if, if just because you're born here, you deserve more rights or more, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, there are certain rights that you qualify for by being born an American. And I think we do need borders and we do need border security uh, because the nations have to be safe that way. And we just live in a world where we need to protect um, our, our neighbors. And it wouldn't be loving to our countrymen to just throw open the gates. But we do have a biblical mandate to be good to 
immigrants, foreigners, uh, sojourners, strangers, aliens, whatever the Bible calls them, depending on your translation. You know, Deuteronomy, way back to uh, Old Testament times, Deuteronomy 27, it says you're cursed uh, if you withhold justice from a foreigner, the fatherless or the widow. So you got to make sure that they get their justice um, all the way through to to in the New Testament in Acts 10, where it says Peter began to tell them uh, that, that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And Paul tells them in Romans 12, extend hospitality to strangers. So what does that look like? I don't know. That's a sticky debate, but it's worth fighting over and it's worth praying over. And it's worth making sure that no matter what we do, we are, we are showing that Christian ethic of love and hospitality uh, and, and help to, to the poor, the powerless, the strangers, the, those that are oppressed, those that are racially uh, different than us. Don't let progressive Christians with their, their unchristian theology actually do a better job of, of in these areas than someone who is saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, and, and has everything we need to speak to those needs. And so let's make sure, Christian, yes, maybe, maybe you do get the Bible right. Maybe you are interpreting Scripture the way God intended. But until you're living that out and until that works out into your relationships, there's going to be ammunition. There's going to be calls for people to doubt. So make sure that you leave no doubt and you make sure that God is getting as much glory for this as possible. Uh, we're going to flip the coin. We're going to be going at you Christian nationalists next week. Uh, y'all have a great weekend. We love you. We'll see you soon.